Welcome to your business education station. This is Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Our mission is to educate women and people of color about the financial and legal aspects of business, personal finance, and changing your money mindset to create financial freedom. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Florence Seiler, CPA, and Attorney Althea DeVar Johnson. Well, hello, Althea. You're back. <laughs> Back together again. Yes, yes, yes. And I love my I love my partner out there. I tell you, she is the best in the whole wide world. Yes. Because you guys understand something. I texted out there earlier today and she couldn't even remember what I had texted her. So she was she was in trouble right before we got on the air. I was testing her to determine if she had read my text, but she actually read it. She just forgot what she read. That's how important my text got on. <laughs> so anyway, guys, we love you. That's okay. okay. <laughs> so anyway, we are here. We are going to be talking about a subject that um, all of our listeners want to, to, to hear. Matter of fact, my significant other, when I told him what the subject was, he's like, okay, first of all, I'm tuning in. And second of all, I need her phone number so I can call her. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, and by the way, today, guys, if you hear a lot of talking and laughter, we have a studio audience today. We have uh, Pamela Harris, who you know is on the show more than we are. Yeah. Okay, hi, Pam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have a studio audience today, and we have Auntie Ann, right? Hey, Auntie Ann. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually have a studio audience today. So let me introduce you to our special guest. Oh, and of course, our intern is always here. Always. And uh, she used to be quiet, but now she gets emotional about our topic. So we let her go ahead and get emotional. We like that because yeah. she's obviously learned something. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're just giving out great information. Absolutely. And so today's guest is my dearest friend. She is like a sister to me, Miss Marie Rico. Hello, Marie. Hello, Dr. Siler Woods and Dr. Johnson. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, and look, we are, Marie is here because Marie has several years of experience with credit. Uh, I remember uh, when I first met Marie, she was uh, working in the credit department of JCPenney, and then she went on to work with Drive Time and some other uh, companies, and she always dealt with finances and credit. And today, Marie has her own business. Her business is called Building Better Credit LLC, Building Better Credit LLC. And so she's going to talk to us today about these other credit report, well, credit repair agencies, and if they really work, what's the hype? all about and what is the real deal and the reason why I brought Marie on the show is because I know Marie knows the real deal and her company will help us do it legally okay and correctly so Marie welcome to the show thank you so much for having me all right and so uh, Althea what are some of the things that we want to know I know our our um, intern always does some great statistics Um, so what are some of the things that we are going to be asking Miss Marie today well, I think some of the most important questions that most of us would like to know, know, especially for African Americans, are what are the unfair practices African Americans face with credit? Mm. Mm. And we all know that we face some unfair uh, credit practices. How can we remedy our credit issues legally? 
<laughs> yeah, we got an attorney on the show, so we, okay. got, we got to stick to the legal part. <laughs> Is bankruptcy really helpful? And how can we change the way we treat our money? <laughs> Those are some very, very good questions. And let's tackle number one. What are the unfair practices of African-Americans faced with credit? Typically, we start off at an unfair disadvantage, largely due to the fact credit is not a topic of discussion in our household. Mm -hmm. We're not taught the importance of credit, nor how negative credit may affect us long term. Building better credit is not even a course that's offered in high school or even in college. Most of the times, we don't even hear about credit until we get onto a college campus and we have solicitors telling us we've been pre-approved. <laughs> and we're like, we're so happy. We don't even know what that means. We However, just know we're pre-approved. <laughs> However, it does not come with the warning mm -hmm. how it may negatively affect you if I don't pay you on time. Mm -hmm. I am now able to call you from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. every day <laughs> if you do not answer my phone call. Not, am, not only am I going to contact you, I'm going to contact all of your relatives. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, so not only <laughs> yeah. will they contact the debtor, they can contact relatives mm -hmm. and whoever's listed on that uh, application mm -hmm. as um, people to, I guess, as contact them. As, mm -hmm. as personal references. Yes. And creditors are so savvy. We're contact. We're using Facebook to send you messages. We're, there's a system called LexisNexis. I know oh, yeah. all of your relatives. I don't know just the ones that you've provided. I know your aunts. I know your uncles. I know your grandparents. Not only do I know their names, I know where they reside. Wow. And you get this information from LexisNexis? Yes. Yeah. You can get it from LexisNexis. Isn't that something? I know. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little shocked. I mean, yes. that's very valuable, but mm. wow. So, 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 in other words, um, what I heard you say, Marie, is that we are at a disadvantage because we don't get, we don't have the education about credit. Exactly. We start off behind the eight ball, unfortunately, when our counterparts are getting stock certificates and Wall Street journals for mm -hmm. Christmas. We're passing out Jordans. Oh, I mean, but that's, oh, okay. it's very true. There you go. There I mean, you go. It, it's very true. I, I remember when my nephew was growing up. Yes. I wasn't his favorite aunt because I would never <laughs> buy him Christmas toys. I always bought savings bonds or some type of investment mm -hmm. fund. He learned to appreciate it years later. He loves you now when he sees what they're worth. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he where, and he sees where his peers are. He can compare where he is from a wealth standpoint and what he's able to do versus what his peers are able to do because his aunt was smart enough to buy him a savings bond as opposed to, like you say, the latest and greatest um, Air Jordans Air or Jordan whatever. Or are they still tour. called Air Jordans or whatever they're called, or right? What, yes, absolutely. Most definitely. And we're creatures of habit. What we see our parents do, we tend to teach those habits to our children. So when our parents go to the corner store and cash their payroll check, in turn, our 16-year-old or 18-year-old is also taking their paycheck to the corner store, mm -hmm. Walmart, and we're leaving a percentage of what we work all week long mm -hmm. at the store. That's and we right. don't have to. Instead of using a bank or a credit union. Exactly. But I um, also think, and Marie, you may 
tell me or help me to, to understand this, is that, again, like you said, in schools, we are not taught finance, basic finance. That's right. That's exactly. right. Um, mm-hmm. We're not taught how to balance a checkbook or about credit, uh, about you know, simple investing, savings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. None of this information is passed on in high school. It's not even taught in college. So therefore, we're left to really learn on our own. If our parents haven't instilled in us at an early age, we're at a complete disadvantage because now we're left to learn on our own. So mm-hmm. so if you get this argument, which, I, you know, I do hear this argument, well, you know, you can always go online and find out the information. So why would we be at a, a, a disadvantage educational-wise when it's all out there on the Internet? And you're right. And it is up to us to read the contracts. <laughs> However, all we see is the card that comes in the mail. We don't see what comes along with the card. Or, my, the, or the small print or really even understanding what the small print exactly. is. Exactly. If my credit line that you've just awarded me is $500, my minimum payment is only $17, No one told me $8 of that is interest. So (laughs) you're only going to give me $9 towards the principal every month. It will take me five years to pay you back $500. $500. Oh, my goodness. Wow. 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 Well, you know, um, last week um, in a a couple of shows, we were challenging people's mindset. And so to what you were saying is, even though Althea said there's a lot of education out here, um, we have to ask uh, ourselves and our listeners why aren't why isn't the education changing our behavior? Why isn't the information, you know, changing our mindset? And you said something, Marie. Basically, you're saying because we're following a bad example. What you're saying is that if our parents did certain things, we exactly. tend to repeat what our parents have done, even though we might have the education, we might have more information than we've ever had. My gosh, all of my students can Google anything. They don't really even have to spend a minute in the library anymore. Right, Leah? So they can pretty much, like you said, go on LexisNexis, which is online. You could, But you can pretty much find a whole slew of information just without even leaving your desk, you know, leaving your room. But we don't we don't seek after that information because we think that what we see as an example is is, and so that's what we do. Right. And unfortunately, it does not come with a warning how negative credit will impact us long term. Mm -hmm. It doesn't tell us that. In seven years, this information may stay on my credit file. So once I've graduated from college, I may not be able to get a good job. Now, that's important because uh, a lot of students don't understand, especially accounting and finance students, don't understand that credit scores will be checked uh, when they apply for these jobs. I mean, you got to think about a couple of things. Number one is if you can't handle that little $500 worth of credit that you have, the little 500 how are you going to hop? Uh, handle my 500 million, you know, right. and then number two is um, the fact that that there's so much fraud in the workplace. And one of the dimensions of fraud um, is your rationalization. OK. And the fact that that if you are in trouble financially, then you have more of an incentive to steal because you are under pressure. You have creditors calling you. You're under pressure. And so you have more. You might be a good person, but because you're under that pressure, you have more of an incentive to commit fraud uh, and to steal. And so people are going to look at your credit report to see if that's a possibility uh, for you, you know, because you because you're in a hole. 
And not only that, it also causes you to pay increased fees. Right. It will also charge you more for your rent. Did you know if you had great credit, your rent at this condo may only be $800 because you are now credit challenged for the same two-bedroom, two-bath. You're now going to be paying $1,700. Wow. So not only that, I understand car insurance works the same way. Yeah, exactly. For car insurance if your credit is bad. Right. Um, It's just a whole host of uh, things that um, causes increase in fees um, when your credit is not good. Well, here's the thing, guys. I understand the mindset of this because I am one of those people that just hates dealing with credit, don't want to deal with it, um, have worked really hard to maintain good credit, to get good credit, and then life circumstances happen, right? At age 16, we need to have everyone's credit checked. Don't let any adult, any child in your house who has a job, I don't care, even if it's at McDonald's, let's make it a habit of getting their credit checked every year. No one should be punished early for something they didn't do. Thank you. We'll be right back. Busyfolk.com is the dry cleaning pickup and drop-off service for busy people like you. Busyfolk.com saves you tons of time. They can pick up and deliver to your job or your home. You decide. No more fighting traffic trying to pick up the kids and the dry cleaning before going home. One less trip means less money spent on gas. And we all know that time is money, right? They also offer wash and fold laundry service and work hard to make sure that their customers know that their satisfaction is their main priority. Plus, business owners love them because they offer pickup and delivery uniform cleaning. They also handle bulk cleaning of tablecloths, napkins, and any other business dry cleaning needs. Busyfolk.com is only a click away. Find them by typing busyfolk.com into your computer or smartphone. They currently pick up and deliver in the Atlanta area, serving Fulton, DeKalb, and Cobb counties. Visit BusyFolk.com to register for an account or to learn more. That's BusyFolk.com. You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com. But if filing your own taxes is not for you, they've got you covered. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. And they have tax tips that you can use for the upcoming tax season. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com. You're listening to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. All right, Althea, all right. So you know how Althea is. She always leaves us with this cliffhanger. Every show, every show, Althea leaves us with a cliffhanger. So um, the cliffhanger was... um, the, the, cliff, the cliffhanger that she left was bankruptcy. Okay. So so what we want to know is what advice do you give someone who is considering bankruptcy? And is that a viable option? What you know? Because, you know, most people, they say, well, OK, I, I, my credit's bad. I got a lot of debt. Well, I could just fix it by bankruptcy. Attorney John, bankruptcy is an option, but it's not your only option. Mm-hmm. Let's look at all three credit reports. Let's see what's really going on. Have you lost your job? You've been out of work for six months. 
you don't see a new job in your view. I don't have any money in my savings account. I have a home. It's now in foreclosure. My vehicle is now being repossessed. Mm -hmm. Should I consider filing bankruptcy? That is definitely an option for you. Mm -hmm. But when you consider that option, please note, once you move out of your house and you give up this car, where are you going to live and what are you going to drive? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's look at our options. Have I contacted my mortgage company? What kind of workout plan do they have? What plans does my state have in place to assist me? Let bankruptcy not be your only option you consider. Mm -hmm. Let's look at my car. Will my loan company, will they refinance my payments? Will they allow me to miss three payments and start over again? We need to be resourceful and not think that bankruptcy is our only option. Yes, sometimes there is a must that you must file bankruptcy because you're drowning and you don't see your way out. Mm -hmm. But before you utilize that option, look at all the other resources that are available. And the ramifications, I think, too, if, if we could just have the education of things to do before we get to that point, I think that would help because the ramification, I believe, of bankruptcy is 10 years on your credit, right, instead yes. of seven. Mm -hmm. So you exactly. have a 10-year thing, and there are some things that are going you are going, not going to be able to take advantage of. In, in bankruptcy. I know for a fact that one of the things that they ask me when I renew my CPA license is have I filed bankruptcy? First of all, have I committed a felony <laughs> and yeah. have I filed bankruptcy? And so there's still some ramifications um, for filing bankruptcy, even though you might be relieved of a lot of that debt. You have to consider what professional ramifications that will have, whether you're licensed or if you have a job that you know, that requires you, you know, to report that type of information. Most definitely. And that is one of the things that you must consider in your professional line of work by doing this. How is it going to affect me long term? Okay. Will I still be able to work for my same employer? Are they going to be as understanding as I would hope they would be if they understand that I pay you $90,000 a year? Why can't you manage your money? <laughs> Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. And I mean, that's a legitimate question. Even going to a, getting another job, like you said, that's because right. they look at your credit score and they see bankruptcy on on your credit credit report. But I think the other thing about not um, choosing bankruptcy as the first choice is that when we uh, work our way through our financial issues. We learn some important lessons. Yes, and most definitely. We, I yes. think we have a tendency not mm -hmm. to get back into that same financial uh, issue or matter or, or problems mm -hmm. if we work ourselves through it. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. So there's a lesson to be learned in finding yourself in a hole and being able to get yourself out. Um, and learning what not to do the next time. So, so having said that, Althea, there are going to be some times where as much as you, as hard as you've worked to maintain good credits, um, life events happen. I know Marie mentioned you lose, you lost your job. And one of the things that Althea said is, okay, you lost your job, but you got to think about the fact that you have to be in the market to get another job or whatever, or start a business and your credit's going to be, uh, might come into play with that. But also what happens when, um, you go through a divorce and in the first place, how is there something we can do 
to help avoid having negative impact, you know, from divorce. So before we even get married, what should we be thinking about besides the prenup that we talked about last week? (laughs) (laughs) Before you, before you even say I do, let's look at the credit score. Let's look at the credit reports. I want all three credit reports laid out. Let's see what we need to fix. And we're going to fix this issue before we say I do, because Mm -hmm. We need to know what we're challenged, what we're going to be faced with. It's mm-hmm. one thing when you're faced with child support. We, we've already checked that off. But, however, I didn't sign up if your paycheck gets garnished because okay. you didn't pay a bill. I didn't sign up for that. Okay. So, therefore, let's go ahead and fix the issues mm-hmm. before we say I do. So, therefore, we're starting on a clean, even slate. Okay. Everything You can't do everything at once, and I am not a component to tell you oh, you have $5,000 in your bank account and send them $5,000. Right. That's not going to happen. Right. However, there are, each entry we're going to take on one month at a time. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so that I, may delay marriage. And, okay. yeah, well, yeah. and. <laughs> <laughs> some of, you're an attorney. You know some of these marriages need to be delayed anyway. <laughs> I'm just bringing it out. I mean, that may delay yes, marriage. That may. It may or, or cause a couple to decide not to get married. Absolutely. It, it definitely may. And, and here's the thing. I think even more importantly is it brings out some attitudes that someone might have about money. If they're not prepared or not, they're not uh, forthcoming with sharing their credit report. We talked about last week. Oh, you want to share my bed, but I can, you can't share your credit report. Hello, what's the problem with that? Exactly. You know, or you find out that your spouse doesn't want to have any discussion whatsoever about money. Although we know, Attorney Johnson, that finances is the number one reason why people get divorced. More so than adultery. So if you don't want to talk about the number one thing that could break us up as a couple, then we don't need to be a couple. I mean, so some marriages should not take place if they cannot have a discussion about finances, credit report, whatever, even to the point where if you haven't, if that person, if you guys haven't laid out your credit report in front of each other, at least is that has that person been honest about what's on the report and the challenges and so forth and so on and let you know that, you know what, you want that house over there? I'm not sure I'll be able to do that with you. Most definitely. (laughs) If you start out telling me that your score is 750 and actuality it's only 350, we have an issue. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we have an issue. First of all, there's a a, a trust factor that's involved. Most definitely. But but getting back to Dr. Flo's issue, or a question, what do we do if we get a divorce to keep our credit as positive as possible? These are some of the things that I definitely recommend. Before you get a divorce, you know where you're headed um, a year, months before it even takes place. Mm -hmm. The credit cards that you have that are now in positive standings, contact the lenders. Mm -hmm. Have his name removed Mm -hmm. or have her name removed. Have the balances. If these are bills that you have jointly became responsible for. Mm-hmm. Tell the creditor, divide these bills equally. I want my name removed off of his credit card. His name will not be on my credit card, and we will pay these balances equally. Mm-hmm. Credit card issuers will do that. Oh, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. That that's is wonderful. Yeah, that's wonderful information. Now, see, this is the kind of stuff that you can't get 
when you um, just send somebody a thousand dollars and they give you they they illegally get you a new social security number <laughs> and they call that they call that repairing your credit. <laughs> That's what they call <laughs> You need that thousand dollars for bail. But anyway, Okay, so 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 here's the thing that uh, uh, my friend Althea DeBar uh, Johnson brought up. Uh, we we find ourselves in these situations. We need to take proactive. Uh, what Marie keeps telling us, what I hear is, we need to be proactive and do some things to avoid getting in these certain positions. But one of the proactive things that we don't need to do is, you know, there are really legal things we can do. We don't need to be slick all the time. You know, there's one thing to be savvy, but it's another thing to live your life as a slickster. And so one of the things that Althea brought up was uh, adults uh, actually taking out credit and making bills in their in their children's name. In their name. children's name. Now, now, what what are the ramifications uh, for that, Marie? Generally, what we have found is adults will have bills, their light bill, their cell phone bill, any bill that you could possibly name in their children's name. So when this child goes to apply for credit on their own, they're being denied. They don't understand why they're being denied. All they know is, I don't have any credit. So when the issuer says, well, you have a Tampa Electric bill in your name, you have Georgia Power in your name, you have Sprint, Verizon, Metro PCS <laughs> in your name, and you've not paid anybody. Well, I just started working. I've never applied for credit. Mm, mm, yeah, so you start your child off on a bad path. Exactly. Parents, please do not do this to your children. Wow. Do not start them behind the eight ball already. If you have established accounts in your children's names, contact the issuer immediately. Pay the bill and have it removed from their credit. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about this situation. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's... And, and I know we, we 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 run up to a break, so so you have it where the parents use their children's name for all these different um, um, power bills, rent bills, whatever, and they're minors who couldn't legally contract to get these services <laughs> to start with. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Are the credit card or the, the these are power companies and utility companies, are they doing anything to help um, the, these minors um, to uh, get overcome that? And I know we got to take a short break, and that's a question that, Maria, I would really want you to answer after we take this short break. Yes, Thank you. We'll be right back. BusyFolk.com is the dry cleaning pickup and drop-off service for busy people like you. BusyFolk.com saves you tons of time. They can pick up and deliver to your job or your home. You decide. No more fighting traffic trying to pick up the kids and the dry cleaning before going home. One less trip means less money spent on gas. And we all know that time is money, right? They also offer wash and fold laundry service and work hard to make sure that their customers know that their satisfaction is their main priority. Plus, business owners love them because they offer pickup and delivery uniform cleaning. They also handle bulk cleaning of tablecloths, napkins, and any other business dry cleaning needs. BusyFolk.com is only a click away. Find them by typing BusyFolk.com into your computer or smartphone. 
They currently pick up and deliver in the Atlanta area, serving Fulton, DeKalb, and Cobb counties. Visit BusyFolk.com to register for an account or to learn more. That's BusyFolk.com. Welcome back to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. Okay, guys, we are back. And uh, those who are here in our studio, uh, Auntie Ann and Pam realize that the discussion on the break is just as interesting. <laughs> interesting as the discussion we're having here with Marie on the air. And so Althea, of course, with her legal mind, went straight to <laughs> went straight to the legal ramifications of you putting uh, a, a bill in your child's name, especially if that child is a minor, Althea. Yes, because minors cannot contract for services. Generally, that, that's the generally the, the the law. So, how does that child who's now working, who's now an adult? can remedy this situation where they were under a, a situation where they were their parents mm-hmm. um, did this Well, them. here's the thing, Althea, you brought up, because you brought up the law, here's one of the things that, that, that I can vaguely remember from my um, business law uh, courses. You know, uh, most of the time a child is not willing, of course, you know, you press charges. We talked about sure. that. You're not going to press charges against your mom and dad for doing something like that. But then when you get older, here's the issue. You don't want to ratify that because now that you're of legal age, sure. right, if you have the ability to rectify that situation and take your name off of a bill and you don't do it, if something goes south with that and you wind up in court, you might now have to prove that you didn't know about it, um, that that you didn't ratify that behavior. Sure. Because now that you're an adult, it's like if you didn't do anything about it, you know, the judge might rule against you and say, well, you know what? That's your bill. You know, you're you're of legal age now. You knew about it. You, there's no proof that you didn't know about it. And I'm sorry that you let your mama you know, that you let your mama live in the house with the lights, <laughs> you know, but isn't that almost like the same thing? Because you didn't do anything about it and you knew about it. So it could be, you know, you could find yourself and Althea is looking at me because I know I'm not supposed to be practicing law, but you should, <laughs> you could be, <laughs> you could find yourself in a position, you know, where, um, that thing, us out, Maria. that thing has been ratified. <laughs> the first thing that you must do, once you, have discovered that your name appears illegally somewhere on a credit report for a Georgia Power Bill, Verizon, whoever, you're going to contact the creditor immediately okay. and put in a dispute. I'm not concerned who opened the account. I know I didn't. And I know <laughs> that I'm not going to pay for it. Okay. And you are going to remove it. Okay. Because if I was 16... And legally, I have to be 18 in order to obtain this contract. Absolutely. Therefore, by that alone, you're going to delete it from my credit file. And to the person who opened the account, this is what generally happens. It is a family member, (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And therefore, those are the ramifications that they will then come after that person because someone has been paying the bill. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, they're paying with a money order. So they know who's signing the money order. They're going to contact that person. Then that becomes on them, how they take care of that. It's no longer your problem because all you're concerned with is making sure that it's removed from your credit file. Okay. 
and these utility companies and uh, uh, service companies are they um, agreeable or helpful in trying to get this young person's uh, credit or and uh, establish and we're sitting on the right foot. We're on the, on the right foundation as for going forward. Yes, ma'am. They they definitely are. They are willing to assist, especially if they know that it is a minor. You are a minor. You're only 21 now. The bill has been established for the past 10 years. They know you didn't open a bill when you were 11. They okay. they're, they're completely They know aware. that. And so you, as long as you can prove your age, they pretty much have to work with you. Exactly. But, you, but this brings up, this is a good segue into the identity theft issue. So if my identity was stolen, how can I prevent that from happening again? I guess some. what are some of the steps to get out of that hole? And then how do I prevent prevent that from happening again? Credit Karma is a service that I recommend everyone should use. Credit Karma sends alerts to you anytime you apply. Someone has used your credit to apply for anything, whether you're applying for a new loan, a car, utilities. Anytime your Social Security number is being pulled, they will send you an alert. This service is free. Okay. Okay. So you can have an alert. And you can also request the password. Uh huh. Be and put that, on your credit, and that mm-hmm. will protect you, especially when you've already been a victim in the past. You want to protect yourself going forth. You work too hard to obtain good credit, so we need to put the steps in place to make sure that you protect it going forward. Okay. And so, before I cannot leave this show without asking this one question, because this is why most of us are tuned in anyway. For those with bad credit. Okay, what can be done to turn a situation around? And what are the options, Marie? Because that is what you do for a living. You you help us build better credit. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to pull your credit. All three of your credit reports are going to be pulled. We want to see what's the oldest item that's out there. You have items that have been sitting out here for 10 or 15 years that are still responding to you negatively. That should not be happening. After seven years, we're writing a letter. It's okay. going to be deleted. Anything that has a balance that we can offer a settlement offer to, you don't have $3,000 just laying around to offer a creditor. These debts are old. They will accept something at mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. So we run away from the problems. We don't tackle them on. And that's why we get farther into debt. We throw the bills to the side and think, oh, I'll deal with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it's sold from Macy's to another entity, then to another entity. Right. So now we have three different people reporting on our credit file. No, I owe this one creditor Macy's. This is who I'm going to pay. This is, These other two, you're going to be deleted. That instantly is going to raise my credit score. Wow. But I think the other thing is, and which is why we should not ignore these issues and problems, is that, and I find this to happen, that these credit card companies, some of them will sue you. Most definitely. And they will garnish your wages. They will sue you. And most of us, even when we are served with the complaint, we don't Mm. answer on time. We don't address the issue. We still do not contact the creditor to even work out a deal so that we can resolve the issue. We just kind of let it go until, like you said, then your check is garnished. 
And mm. we don't r- understand the ramifications of a judgment appearing on your credit file mm-hmm. for a credit card. How damaging is that? I've got a $1,500 credit card. However, for whatever reason, I've opted not to pay you. The creditor said, well, I've contacted you. I've asked you to appear in court. You chose not to. So not only am I going to have your wages garnished, now I have a judgment that's going to be on my credit file for the next 10 years. All I needed to do was settle with you. Settle. Wow. And the settlement does not always have to be paid in one lump sum. I can say I'm going to settle with you, and this is how much I'm going to pay you. But this is the most important. On that money order that I'm going to send to you, it says paid in full. And it will be deleted from my credit file. Mm-hmm. It does not appear as a check because a check does not mean anything. Okay. Because a check isn't can be transferred into an ACH. You have no proof of what you wrote on that check. Okay. 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 Well, wow. So what are the what's the quickest way for us to raise our score? What if we if we find ourselves in a predicament? What's the quickest way? To raise the score. The quickest way, you have some balances that are on your credit file that you have five cards. They are all maxed out. Each month for the next four months, we're going to pay half on each balance. We're going to forego going out to dinner. We're going to forego going to Starbucks. Oh, no. (laughs) Look, okay, so so Auntie, we just lost Auntie Anne. Auntie Anne just passed out. And I'm not saying don't treat yourself, but, however, but however, in order to get yes. financially fit and credit yes. healthy, there are some things we're going to go without going into the And you year. are speaking our language, Marie, because we talk about making sacrifices all the time. Yeah, but, true. of course, our clients always at, react the way Auntie Ann did. So that's why we... <laughs> and that purse I wanted. Yeah, that purse and that yes. car you wanted. That truck that Althea keeps talking about. (laughs) So that's true. So we have to make some, we have to make some adjustments and you were, go ahead. We, we interrupted you, but you were saying that we're going to have to look at those balances and do something. Let's let's look at these balances. The balances, let's start with the lowest balance first, because that's the one that you'll be able to tackle. If it's $500, make the sacrifice and send on the 250. You will be surprised how high your credit score will raise. And it does not happen overnight. And if you don't have 250 I plead with you not to just send them $15 every month. Mm-hmm. We need to stop that behavior right so now. So stop the minimum balance payment type of deal. Yes. Whatever you need to give up going into 2016, let's start it today. I used to send Capital One $15. I'm not going to cap um, Starbucks three times. I might only treat myself once a week. Okay. So now I can send Capital One $50 a month instead of 15 15 Okay. So instead of taking five years, I've reduced my balance. I'm going to pay $50 for the next 10 months, and my balance is paid in full. Okay. And that's a victory. That's a victory. And you guys need to understand that when we talk about financial freedom, uh, any of you listeners who are part of the MYB Financial Fitness Club, anyone who is a client of Althea and I realize and understand and know that the first thing that we preach, the foundation is getting out of debt. 
the foundation of being financially free, even without the, the foundation of having a sound estate plan is to remove the debt. You do not want that debt to roll over into your estate plan. And then once you've left here, all you've left your family is our debts. Is debt our debts, you know, or assets that are that are heavily encumbered. That that's not a you know, that is not the whole idea of leaving something to people or building your legacy or building your wealth within your family. Or building your retirement or having a retirement. Absolutely. And being burdened by debt when you you know, when you're trying to live your in your golden years. So, you know, Leah says we have to take a break. Yeah. If Leah says we have to take a break, we're taking a break. We taking a break. So guess what? We'll, we'll be, be right back. back. All right. <laughs> Busyfolk.com is the dry cleaning pickup and drop-off service for busy people like you. Busyfolk.com saves you tons of time. They can pick up and deliver to your job or your home. You decide. No more fighting traffic trying to pick up the kids and the dry cleaning before going home. One less trip means less money spent on gas. And we all know that time is money, right? They also offer wash and fold laundry service and work hard to make sure that their customers know that their satisfaction is their main priority. Plus, business owners love them because they offer pickup and delivery uniform cleaning. They also handle bulk cleaning of tablecloths, napkins, and any other business dry cleaning needs. Busyfolk.com is only a click away. Find them by typing busyfolk.com into your computer or smartphone. They currently pick up and deliver in the Atlanta area, serving Fulton, DeKalb, and Cobb counties. Visit BusyFolk.com to register for an account or to learn more. That's BusyFolk.com. You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com. But if filing your own taxes is not for you, they've got you covered. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. And they have tax tips that you can use for the upcoming tax season. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com. And now back to Dr. Florence Eiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson for more of Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone. All right, everybody, you welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, because we just um, gave CPR to Auntie <laughs> Ann, because <laughs> she had to give up Starbucks, <laughs> just for a little while, Auntie Ann, just for a minute, because we're building, we're building financial freedom uh, on the program, but um, one of the things that's real important, uh, we might have to give CPR to our intern on this one, but we, we want to know what the remedies are. Uh, for school loans that are in default, uh, a lot of us, uh, and I, I'm one. I was, I definitely didn't have any debt until I decided to pursue this extra education thing. I had dug myself out of debt, was doing pretty good, and now I find myself right back in debt uh, with student loans. But uh, especially those who might be in default of their student loan, what do you recommend, Marie? Contact the student loan issuer immediately. Mm-hmm. By not contacting them, you're not avoiding the problem. You're just making a greater problem for yourself. Mm-hmm. The interest rate does not stop because you don't pick up the phone. <laughs> it does not stop because we won't set up payment arrangements. 
even if you need to place it in default, place it in forbearance for a year mm-hmm. until you get back on track. Yeah. Sometimes that year turns into five years. Five years turns into 10 years. However, not calling them, your interest is still accruing. You're still going to get the calls. At least stop the phone calls by contacting them. Let's see what your options are. Please contact them immediately. Yeah. And the good thing about the one good thing about student loans um, is that they give a lot of information. And I don't know the websites up uh, offhand, but if you uh, just Google some student loan repayment plans, if you Google that, you'll find all types of you know, repayment plans, they'll, they'll structure the payment plan based on your income, you know, based on a whole lot of things. They're very, they're a lot more flexible than credit cards. They will work with you and try to get that done. The other thing though, that I think people don't realize, and this is what encouraged me to continue with my education is if you graduate and you go to work as a school teacher or you go to work for a nonprofit organization, um, you can have your student debt forgiven after 10 years. And so, you know, if you go into public service like that, you can you can have a lot of that debt forgiven. And those, so those programs out there help relieve us from some of this debt that we find ourselves in by doing the right thing and going to school. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, it, it creates a financial burden. So so the other, I think, important thing, uh, I think Althea sees this a lot of uh, uh, is these these mortgages, uh, these mortgage programs. Um, before we go to yes. that, I yes. have, of course, I have clients who are calling and say, well, can I um, um, put my student loan uh, on, in bankruptcy? Oh, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get that question. I get that question all the time. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Can I put my, my student loan in bankruptcy? Student loans and taxes, ladies and gentlemen, do, do not go into bankruptcy. Nor child support. Now, nor child support. Child, Chessup? Chessup? <laughs> that's on your, that's, Chessup, that's what they say on your check stuff, right? Chessup and taxes, okay? Um, and um, do not go, and student loans do not go into bankruptcy. bankruptcy. Okay, so no. And I have to inform my clients of that, but Absolutely. that's a question I get all the time. Good. Thank you, Althea. Mm-hmm. That was a very good one. So, so, so these mortgage programs, when you find yourself past due on a mortgage, uh, what are some of the things we can do? Contact the lender who issued the mortgage first. Look. But Marie, you, that's, that's easier said than done. It is. But don't contact, if you have a loan with Bank of America, don't call them on the, make, make an appearance in the office. We have to get to know our bankers. I see. Mm-hmm. Because when you, they have no problems assisting you with signing up for these loans. So when I get in a hardship, I need your help. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are other programs um, that I know for sure. NACA neighborhood. Um, NACA works for NACA. NACA. Okay. Uh huh. Dot com. If you find yourself in a hardship, if you find yourself needing to purchase a new home, you're a new homeowner and looking for a low interest rate, contact them. Contact, Flo, you said earlier, we Google everything under the sun. Yes, we do. Google information, but also find their ratings on the Better Business Bureau as well. Because okay. you don't want to find yourself in a scam. You don't want to pay out money. And you don't have the money to pay out. Right. That money could have been used to pay your mortgage. Sure. Okay. 
All right, because there's a lot of agencies or, or companies that will help you with your credit or help you with the mortgage company for free. Exactly. Okay, so so guys, you you all know that we're into the holidays, right? We're going into the holidays, and there are some stress issues. Everybody in the holidays. Now, I don't do Black Friday, guys. I just do not. No, I refuse. Now, I'll go online and see what deals are online, but I'm not getting in those crowds, and I'm not fighting you for a TV I have to pay for, okay? So <laughs> I'm just not going to do that. So, uh, But there's a lot of stress, Marie, that goes on during the holidays, and so we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're hoping to have a program that, that really deals directly with that type of stress. But what kind of things can we do to alleviate the pressure of thinking that we have to keep up with the Joneses and open up all these store credit cards and do all these things so that we can make a, a good appearance to our family and relatives well, during the holidays. Making all these purchases. We have to first start with changing our mindset. There you for go. children, <laughs> for those of us who have children, yeah. I've come to the realization you'll get something you want, something you need, and something to read. After those three items, we're done. <laughs> Okay, something you want, something you need, or something to read, and we're done. And we're done. We have to change our focus. Our focus should not be on how many gifts are under the tree. Mm-hmm. We spend so much time saying, I, here's a list of 25 things, and they've passed it to you. But your check, you've not paid your mortgage, you've not paid your lights, and you're willing to forego paying all of these things to ensure on December the 25th they have everything they want. So wow. right now, on December the 24th, when you've wrote that last check, it's going to take you a whole year, a whole five years to mm. repay all of that credit card debt because you've not spent any cash. It's one thing if you create a budget and you say, well, I have $300 to spend and whatever you want out of this $300, you can have. Mm-hmm. But $1,300 for this one day, no way. Right. But, you right. know... Uh, and this is what I've I've been doing for years. And some banks have them. They have a little Christmas savings club. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I and that's what I do. I just put in some money each month or however I I, I, I do it. every other week. That's what it is. And so it's kind of it budget helped me to budget what I'm going to spend over the holidays if I'm going to spend anything mm-hmm. over the holidays. Do they have um Do they have debit cards associated with those Christmas clubs now? Because that would be a good way because once that's gone out of that account, you know, you can keep it separate. Mm-hmm. To your point out there, you can keep the money that you save for Christmas specifically to buy gifts and for whatever else you're doing on the holidays. Mm-hmm. If that's in a separate account, right? then if this is debit card associated with it, once that's gone, it's gone. It's gone mm-hmm. because I always, if that's good, then I can recommend that to my clients as opposed to the prepaid cards. Because what I tell them is if you have... A three hundred dollar budget for the holidays. If you know that's your budget, you load that card with three hundred. Have a field day, but once it's gone, it's gone. It's okay, holiday over. Right. Okay, yeah. yeah. And that's I think that's what we have to start planning ahead, and not like you said, just use our credit cards to pay for our holiday spending and to set, set some parameters. It's the same thing with vacation. I plan for a vacation. Yeah. I 
have when I go on my vacation, it's paid for in full. Yes, 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 okay. yes. I'm not spending or using my credit card to have a vacation or have a good time. Mm-hmm. So we have to kind of think ahead. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And let's deal with these because uh, we only have a few more minutes. Let's deal with these holiday credit cards. I mean, these store credit cards for the holidays because everyone's pushing a credit card sure. for the holidays, right? Because that's going to encourage you to spend more. That encourages you to not set a budget. So in, in turn, what you're doing is when you go and apply for a credit card at a retail store, the credit, the, the retail store is setting your budget. What they're saying is, guess what? You've been approved for $500 and they're telling you, you have a $500 budget for my store. No, you need to be telling the store what you, what you can afford. The store exactly. can't tell, shouldn't be telling you what you can afford. You should be telling the store what you can afford based on your plan. The other thing, Marie, I, I wanted to ask you, you know, if you agreed with that. And then also, you know, what about these uh, these interest rates on these on these store credit cards? Oh, my goodness. You know, um, it seems to me that if you, people who are in credit trouble have more difficulty with store cards than they do the, the just the average Visa, MasterCard, American Express. And they do, because for some reason, when you're issued a store credit card, if Macy's provides you with a store credit card and your credit limit is $500, I've awarded you what you are able to spend in my store. I know for a fact that you're going to spend, if I give it to you on the 23rd, by the 24th, you're going to spend all $500. (laughs) But I didn't tell you that for the next five years because every time you have $35 open to buy, you're coming back into my store to spend it. Right. So I haven't told you that it's going to take five years for you to pay me off. Mm -hmm. If you ever get to the point that you can pay me off because it's a repeat cycle. Every time you have open to buy, I'm going to utilize that open to buy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And what they also do is if you use your credit card, you get an extra 20% off discount. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That's how they, they, well, they, they even Althea, even if you go up to the counter and you've, you've disciplined yourself because you're using Althea's method with the with the uh, December Christmas Club or whatever at the bank and or you're using my prepaid card situation, they're saying, well, you know, but you could have gotten 10 percent off or 15 percent off if you would have just used the store card. Right. But. That you plan to, but, but my question is, mm-hmm. do you plan to pay it for me? <laughs> because if you go pay it for me, I'm okay. And that 10 to 15% off of that purchase does not take up for the fact that you're paying that car for the next five years at 20% interest. And, 25, and 24% interest. So, so, so hopefully, guys, we've given you some things that you can use for this holiday and improving Maria? your credit. Oh, one Maria? thing we have to say about, we have to say how to get in touch with Marie. That's right. Please. Okay, so Marie, uh, Marie's company is Building Better Credit, LLC. Marie, give them your toll-free number. I can be reached at area code 844-301-1691. Once again, it's 844-301-1691. And our intern will put that information on our website, www.mindyourbizradio.com. So thanks for listening to your business education station your business your family your your life life. see see you you next next week week.